Diliges Dominum Deum Tuum. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We heard over the course of the past week in chapter the instruments of good works from chapter 4 of the Holy Rules. And one who first approaches that chapter could perhaps be overwhelmed by the sheer number of the good works that our Father St. Benedict enumerates there, 72, 73 of them. How could one possibly observe all of these good works? The same feeling could perhaps have struck those who studied the law, the doctors of the law who approached Jesus. There were 600 and something commandments in the law, I believe in addition to all of the other rabbinical precepts which elucidated the law and served to support and protect the observance of the law. How can one even keep track of all of these things? Our Lord, in his reply, gives us the key to the observance of the whole law. It was already at the heart of even the old law. It is the heart of the new law. It is also at the head of the instruments of good works, which are simply the new law of the gospel applied to the life of the monk. Diliges dominum deum tuum. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. The first and greatest commandment is not, Thou shalt obey the Lord thy God, not, Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God, but Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. The greatest commandment, in other words, is not a commandment to an action. It's a commandment to a relationship, a commandment to a friendship. Caritas. Caritas, St. Thomas tells us, is a form of amicizia, a form of friendship. Friendship with God is the first and greatest commandment in the law. But it's an impossible commandment for human nature. How can one be a friend of God? Friendship implies a certain commonality. It implies something that's shared between friends. How can man, who is infinitely inferior to God, ever claim to be able to keep this commandment, to love God with a love of friendship? We can only keep the commandment because God himself has granted us this friendship. He has granted us fellowship with him. And so we sang in the gradual, Beatus populus cuius dominus Deus eius, populus cum elegit dominus in hereditatem sibi. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom the Lord hath chosen unto an inheritance for himself. Because the Lord has chosen us as his inheritance, chosen us as his family, chosen us as his beloved children. Because of this, we can be friends of God. Because of this, we can keep the first and greatest commandment. But this friendship of God is and always remains a gift. We don't just will ourselves to love God. I don't just say, I'm going to go love God today. I'm going to go be a friend of God today. It doesn't work that way. It's something that he gives to us, something that he infuses into us. 
by the power of the Holy Ghost. And so if we want to keep the first and greatest commandment, on which all the other ones depend, if we want to love him, to be his friends, we have to ask for the grace of his friendship and constantly allow ourselves to be nourished at the sources of grace. Friendship, after all, presupposes a mutual knowledge between two friends. I can't really be a friend of someone who I have absolutely no knowledge of. And so if charity is to grow in us, if we are to be the friends of God, then we have to know God. We have to come to know him in his word through which he makes his heart known to us. And this is what Lexio Divina is. We have to come to know him by spending time face to face with him. And this is what adoration is. And not only do we have to come to know him, but we have to allow ourselves to be known by him. Of course, insofar as we're his creatures, we are already perfectly known to him. But he wants us, nonetheless, to make ourselves known to him, to expose ourselves to his gaze, to expose ourselves to him by allowing his word to penetrate our hearts, to expose ourselves to him by allowing his Eucharistic gaze to pierce our hearts. It is only by spending time with our Lord, letting him know us, and asking him to make himself known to us, that we can grow in the friendship of God, which is what charity consists in. And the second commandment is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Again, not just thou shalt be just to thy neighbor, thou shalt avoid offending thy neighbor, thou shalt do good deeds to thy neighbor. One can do all sorts of good deeds without actually loving the one whom one is doing the good deeds for. To love our neighbor as ourself means to have an attitude of friendship towards our neighbor. A friend is, after all, another self, a second self, the completion of oneself. To fulfill the second commandment, it's not enough just to do good things for others. We have to truly love others in God with the love of friendship. Even our enemies seen in God are our friends in the sense that we know them to be loved by God and called to the same eternal beatitude that we are called to. And so even if at a particular moment someone is heading away from that beatitude, we nonetheless desire it for them. We desire to share it with them. We desire them to be in heaven with us. And it is only this love of friendship, friendship in God, towards our neighbor that allows us to fulfill what the Apostle tells us in the epistle of today's Mass. Walking worthily of the call by which you are called, with all humility and meekness, with patience, supporting one another in charity, careful to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We can do all these things. We can bear with one another because we are united in caritas, in the vinculo pacis, the bond of peace, the bond of the Spirit, in the one body and one Spirit, the one Lord, the one faith, the one baptism the one God and Father of all. 
This is the only thing that makes true charity possible. We can bear with one another because of the fellowship that we have in Christ, because as members of his body, our brethren are truly dear to us. We don't simply tolerate them. We don't simply put up with them. We love them. We love them as we love ourselves, because we know that we are members of the same body. It's obvious then where we find the only true source of charity, friendship towards God, and charity, a love of friendship in God towards our neighbor, the Most Holy Eucharist, in which we are literally bound together as one flesh with Christ, bound together in one body with all of our brethren. There our Lord establishes the communicatio, the sharing, the fellowship on which our friendship with him is based. In the Most Holy Eucharist, we become the friends of God, and in becoming the friends of God, we become the friends of all those whom God loves. And thus, out of that love of friendship, we can keep all of the commandments of the law, which hang upon this first and greatest commandment, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.